What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. Mm. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and using your dad's flip phone to call home and ask if he can pay off your late fee at Blockbuster. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and heading home to watch it. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Captain Redbeard. And joining me as always, two dudes who swab my poop deck, Sean Pryor and AJ Vans. How the heck are you? Tired of this shit. Come man. on, give us a squudge. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Where's the hook? Where's the hook? There's the hook. It's right in front. It's, There's a hook. It's, they're it's right. yeah, they're they, carrying it. Oh, the yeah. guy, the hook. Oh. Okay, and why do they call him Hook? Because of the hook. You have to be more specific. What did they that. call him before the hook? Yeah, James? Captain Hook. Captain James. Captain Jim. Jimbo. Captain Jim. Jimmy. Jimmersons. I bet, I bet it was like James uh, Cum- Cumberfield. I don't know, guys. We'll well, whatever. There. Whatever. Who cares? F it. My friends, on this episode, we're going to discuss a movie nominated for five Oscars, the sixth highest grossing movie of the year in 1991, a movie whose cast includes six Oscar winners and three Oscar nominees, just none from this movie, the worst critically rated Steven Spielberg movie ever. Spoilers. (laughs) We are, of course, talking about (laughs) 1991's Hook. It's Wednesday morning. It's early. Way too early for you. You're probably sitting in traffic, like me. Why not have your coffee and bacon with the confused breakfast boys? Good morning, boys. Damn, dang it. Had to bring it back. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So this movie, Hook, was chosen directly by our Patreons. 34% vote. They just edged out Clerks. 
Wow. wow. A lot of people have been talking about getting clerks somehow onto this. Getting and Kevin uh, Smith, yeah. Some sort of Kevin Smith. It just got edged out by Hook. Uh, the other ones were Little Giants, Tombstone, and Kindergarten Cop. But Hook was the winner. So if you don't agree with this, the only way to help to change this yep. is to join the Patreon. You that, that top $10 tier, you get to vote on upcoming movies. You get bonus weekly audio content beyond this. Private Discord server and more. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. Just so you know, when you do vote for a movie, and so you voted for Hook, now all those other movies, we're never going to cover. Yep. Yeah. Ever. Sorry. This is your fault. Yeah. If you're not a part of it, I'll, I'll keep saying it. It's your fault Tombstone, if you don't agree with this. Clerks. Yeah. Yep. All Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten, no, never sorry. doing those. Never. Nope. It'll never happen. Maybe we'll change our mind by the end of the podcast. Ah, we'll see. Well. So if you are new to the podcast, we will be reviewing this movie with a modern eye. But in order to properly do that, we have to learn to strip away the nostalgia. The only way to do that is to talk about it with pure nostalgia. So AJ, tell us the first time you saw the movie and what your nostalgic rating is. Allow me to introduce myself. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no. I, what? I, yeah, here I am. AJ is going to talk about Hook and how much he really enjoyed it as a kid. It's funny that this lines up with Back to the Future. This is 100% another movie that my mom was so adamant about me watching and seeing. And it is a TBS special. But the biggest thing was, oh, that's Dustin Hoffman. Look, <gasps> there's Dustin Hoffman. Oh. And I was like, I don't know who Dustin Hoffman <laughs> is in my little brain. I'm just like, oh, okay. And then you see Dustin Hoffman later on in life, and you're that, like, that's not Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, had Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Julia Roberts. Such an interesting story to me. Peter Pan. Uh, I really enjoyed this as, uh, as a kid for the most part. There were parts I didn't understand, but I think I'm going to give this a nice little 7.2. 7.2, Sean, how about you, man? Uh, yeah, this is an uncle's basement uh, VHS that me and my brother would just watch. For new listeners out there, it's kind of a running theme. A lot of these movies I would watch in my uncle's basement while my parents would party upstairs and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and my brother and I watched it and loved it. I I remember uh, like the feeling it gave me. Uh, I remember uh, like certain shots scaring me. It's very scary. At yeah, times. yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get to that. But uh, at that time, I'd have to say it was just a cool movie. I loved Robin Williams. Um, Seven point eight. Seven point eight, guys. It will surprise you to know that I've never seen this movie. I knew it. I I, I knew it. How do you know? I that? knew this was going to happen. I literally thought about it. I literally thought about it yesterday as I was making final notes. I was like, you know what? This is going to be one of those movies Mike hasn't seen. Well, it, I think it's You different. haven't seen it, but you've like, you, you well, I, love Peter Pan. No, probably. no, no. I think that's <laughs> okay. the thing. I just don't like... I, Peter Pan was never a thing no. that I was like, yeah, Peter Pan, be <laughs> yeah. a lost boy forever. Let's go, bro. <laughs> no, that was... Roof. It was never a thing. I just... I didn't like it. Uh, so it was something... And I think because I am a little bit older than you guys. Hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers. That's, that's what we do. We do that. Uh, I think that now I, I'm getting into being like age 9, 10, 11 as this movie has come out and hit TV. Yeah. It's like, no, I like Three Ninjas yeah. instead. Like, I, I don't want this fairy tale stuff, you know? <laughs> and so I just never gave it a chance. So this is a big old N.A. for me. We do have an executive producer, David Gould, on this episode. He said, DG. if there were a Mount Rushmore of actors that shaped my childhood and comedic tastes, you would find powerhouses such as Jim Carrey and John Candy, but standing head-to-head -head with them 
would be Robin Williams. Yeah. You're right. The physicality and energy he would bring to the screen was infectious. There was something about his humor that was so hilarious that it would leave me rolling in tears. But there was also this feeling that something was going over my heads as my parents seemed to be laughing harder. I would watch him and Aladdin, Jumanji, and even Mork and Mindy all were <laughs> treasures to me. I can't remember if we rented Hook or if I found it on various cable channels, but I do remember how subversive it felt to be taken into Neverland. As a child, I find myself having a mental battle within. Is this the same Peter Pan story as the Disney cartoon or that god-awful television musical version my mom had taped from PBS? Actually, I think I saw that. Okay. Like the television musical type thing, and I was like, that's not for me. Okay. And I think that was I officially like, anything Peter Pan related, I'm out. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> thanks for reminding me, Dan. <laughs> uh, I didn't care either way. I wanted to learn how to skateboard and play basketball simultaneously. I wanted food fights. I also wanted to stay away from Grandma Wendy and Captain Hook at all costs. Oh. There was the joy, but also the spooky elements, so my nostalgic rating would have to be a 7.5. That takes us as a group, minus my NA, at a 7.5, wow. which nostalgically actually ties with big of any movie we have That's ever done. That's kind of funny. Sort of a never want to grow up. Or yeah. <laughs> you feel me on that? As, as we'll get into here wow. in a little bit, um, uh, Steven Spielberg was going to direct big, as I found out in the research for this. Oh. Damn, son. Yeah. Well, next, it is time to learn all the pertinent, important details of the movie. That's Sean's job. He's going to do it right now. Go. My iPad won't work. Produced by <laughs> Frank Marshall, Harold R. Mullen, and Kathleen Kennedy. Written by James V. Hart, Malia Scotch Memo, 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 nice. nice, and Nick Castle, who is Michael Myers in the original Thad Castle Halloween. You got ah. it. Uh, based on the books and play by J.M. Barry. Cinematography by Dean Cundy. Probably is he, is is he the hot, most cinematic yes. guy that we've done on the show? I think I think he's got the top spot for cinematographers of movies that we've covered. He's just doing everything. He's amazing. Um, yeah. Edited by Michael Kahn, directed by Steven Spielberg. Cast: Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins, Maggie Smith, Caroline Goodall, Charlie Corsimo, Amber Scott, Phil Collins, and Dante Basco. Spielberg grew up having an infatuation with the story of Peter Pan when he was an adult, relating to the father-son aspect of the film and the fact that he went from making movies as a kid in the, to the studio magnate with all, the, all these responsibilities. Spielberg's mother would read him Peter and Wendy, and the director would relate heavy with every aspect of the story, including the fear of flying. Spielberg would even go so far as to direct a stage play uh, for a school that he went to. Co-writer Nick Castle was thinking about the story of Peter Pan, and while reading the story to his son, his son asked, do you think Peter Pan ever grew up? Castle thought about that and made that the main focus of his script. With the birth of Spielberg's son, the director dropped out several times to be a father, so Nick Castle took over directing duties. Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams weren't meshing well with the director, so he was paid $500,000 to step down and have Spielberg replace him after making Empire oh of the Sun. Oh, my gosh. That That's is crazy. insane. Yes, yeah, You're so bad at your job that you get paid to not do it. They gave him, <laughs> they, they, they even gave him, like, like uh, points on the movie. Uh, just don't revenue, do anything, like, please. They just said, yeah. and we'll even give you a, a credit. Or whatever yeah. in the in the film, but Amazing. we're not going to have you do story credit, not even uh, script. We <laughs> want we're going to give you all this so you don't work. Thank you. Whoa. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I'll, whatever you I'll, want. I'll, I'll He's still getting ass. money from it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hook was originally going to be a musical starring Michael Jackson. Oh, I'll just let that sit for a second. <laughs> I might just give it a second. 
Oh, that would have been really good. I would have watched that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah? Would, you would have seen it. Yeah? <laughs> I hate musicals. Tom Hanks was Spielberg's first choice for the role of Peter Pan. David Bowie, Chris Fer... Ooh, sorry. Hang on a sec. David Bowie, Christopher Lloyd, and Donald Sutherland were all considered for Hook. I could see every single one of them. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you can all you can see you can be like, oh, this would work, mm-hmm. but then but the, ultimately the choices they made were yeah. the ones. I have yeah. a recommendation later on of who I think could have played. Okay, like let's say we're redoing Hook. Yeah, I, I have I want to tell you about it later. Okay. I think the only person that maybe could have taken it to another level. All cool. right, Hook began filming on February nineteenth, nineteen ninety one, at Sony Picture Studios in Culver City, California. Filming was a little bit tumultuous with the production given a budget of 48 million. The shoot went over budget extending to about 80 million and going 40 days over schedule of its of its planned 76-day shoot. Spielberg and Julia Roberts also had a hard time working with each other on the set but got through it. I just want to read this. This is a direct quote from uh the imdb facts and i just how i just love how like petty they are with <laughs> with their facts because they'll they'll say like a fact and then they'll say something at the end to like punctuate it and so here this is julia roberts almost put the production into jeopardy when she fled california after her wedding to Kiefer sullivan was called off she decided to avoid the press by hiding out in ireland a furious Steven Spielberg reportedly threatened to fire her if she didn't return immediately. And then here's a little stinger. In 1999, she made the movie Runaway Bride. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> oh, man. Ain't that some shit, reader? <laughs> <laughs> Hook was released on December 11th, 1991 and made $13.5 million its opening weekend and would go on to make $300.9 million overall. And as Mike said, was nominated for five Academy Awards and didn't win a single one of them. Well, we know you got at least one friend who loves this movie just as much as you do. Hit the little share icon on your podcast app. It's easy. You just like go, oh, just hit that. And then you can directly text message it. Say, hey, you have to listen to this. That is one of the best ways that you can support this podcast. Don't forget to also go to our website, confusedbreakfast.com. Grab T-shirts, buy some stuff. But also, a lot of people have been asking. They're like, I would love to see your ratings of all your movies. It's there. It's there. We have all of our, our group ratings, our individual ratings. You can go through and you can see who gave what what so it's a really cool thing to go through and compare um so i think you guys should check that confusedbreakfast.com up next we have aj he does the research for us he has some ratings reviews critical fan to share what do you think man i think i can't wait to share this with you because i think it'll be a massive surprise for the tomato meter gross it was, it was a gross. It was a big gross, a oh, big green man. gross of twenty nine percent. Twenty nine percent on the tomato meter. So let me let me tell you, we have done another movie that was a twenty nine percent heavyweights. Wow! Wow! Weird, shitty kid actors gets a bad review, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so what this movie made on its opening weekend thirteen point five? I bet heavyweights was maybe not even made for thirteen point five. <laughs> That's actually fair enough. Pretty true, <laughs> you know. Fair enough. And just for a little more contracts, the twenty nine percent that uh, Hook is slightly worse than Over the Top. Wow. Per the critics, and slightly <laughs> better than Boondock Saints. Per the critics, I just want to throw that out there. Just to put it in perspective, <laughs> this is a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, the worst, the worst critical rating Steven Spielberg movie of all time. We'll, we'll get there, but that uh, is untrue. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, audiences disagreed wholeheartedly at seventy six percent. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, That's a huge difference. A little bit of redemption there. Uh, IMDb came in at six point eight. 
on there. So we wow. have we have a ton of movies that we've done that are six point eight. This sure. is tied with Wedding Singer, Fast and the Furious, Bloodsport, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fifty First Dates, per fans. Wow, and that wow. feels kind of okay to me, sort of. You yeah. know, like it's a weird group of movies. Don't get me wrong, but they, they, and they're all kind of just fine movies. Yeah, yeah. It's which, slightly below the seven, like yeah. we said. Like eh, pretty good. Yeah, you're the, you're almost yeah. It's 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 watchable. It's enjoyable, but it's not something that we're going to go on and on about. It's yeah. not something you're going to do a <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah. Never. No. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> Schindler's List. Uh, well. I, I I saw these all these ratings and stuff. I decided to go straight in the middle for for both of my critical reviews that I found. Number one was USA Today. Mark Mike Clark, not Mark, uh, gave it a fifty out of a hundred. Peter Pan is the boy who wouldn't grow up, and Hook is the movie that grows unbearable once a grown up Peter arrives in Neverland with a merciless ninety minutes to go. Mm. <laughs> I zinger. Feel ya, kind of. Uh, Shh. Would you shut up? Nothing. Spoilers. I didn't say anything. Come on. Uh, uh, Dave Kerr uh, at the Chicago Tribune. I found him. I read through a lot of his uh, full review. I they summed it up pretty easily in this in this kind of finishing paragraph. But I really did enjoy what, like reading through his whole thing. He did a really nice breakdown of the movie. But uh, and overall, it was. Just negative. You could just mm. you could just feel the negativity reading through. Regardless, fifty out of a hundred. Dave Kerr, Chicago Tribune, like the massive shipboard set that it that is its centerpiece. The film is huge and impressive, though again, like the captain's imposing vessel, it stubbornly and disappointingly remains at anchor. Hook never sets sail. Well, it doesn't. The pirate ship stays there. It's true. It's very true. Uh, I love that. I love that, Dave Kerr. You know, good job. Uh, That's what we call a motif. <laughs> is that what this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. I think. Let me start you with the 10 out of 10 here, okay? I got a few of these that I really want to try to get through as best I can. 10 out of 10. I don't know why, but I'm in tears. <laughs> Said what? What's what's Ariel in 2021? I can't finish this movie. It made me cry, and I don't like that. <laughs> ten out, what? How, ten, do I, how do I process ten, emotions right now? Ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, Wait, <let's>, <laughs> I didn't finish it, but ten out of ten. I didn't finish it, but hey. Uh, uh, what, uh, what I watched. Uh, <laughs> grow up. Let's see. I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, I think I'm gonna go with this one. This is a one out of ten. Derek Curry. He had this to say in 2011. It physically nauseates me to watch this grotesque horror of cinematography. What puts the bowel movement icing on the cake is that it was nominated for several awards and actually won two of them. More than any other film in existence, this film pr- proves the inherent disease of bad taste running rampant in what we call. Hollywood. He did quotes. <laughs> there has been no more... It's a, it's a real place, so you don't have to put in quotes. <laughs> There's been no more unpardonably f- bad film ever made. J.M. Barry, author of the eternally classic Peter Pan, would be spinning in his grave until this catastrophe of bad ideas is wiped from human memory. I'd give Hook... A negative star rating if it would cause this fetid celluloid abomination to be sucked into a black hole and deleted from time. 
watching Plan 9 from Outer Space would be a relief. You get the idea. Winky face with like the D smile. I, he did an emoji at the end of this. I this pretentious son this of a guy. bitch did an emoji at the end of this. Wink. He's comparing this to Plan 9. I, it's, it's just not even... <laughs> I just want you to know how culture educated I am by telling you Uh, Plan 9 is one of my favorite movies. It's actually like one of the worst movies ever made, so (laughs) I'm comparing it to that. Yeah, that's I've I've seen it a lot of times. It's actually very entertaining. I'll I'll skip this one for the most part. Avoid at all costs in 1999. Said two hours of my life I'd like to have back. Bloated and lifeless. Uh, They watched it during uh, Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> I wish I had that two hours of my Thanksgiving back <laughs> yeah, so right. I could nap or something. <laughs> I was not <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. This is 10 out of 10, though, guys. In 2020, warning spoilers, C.W. Beller said, think positive, fly high, and get hooked. Oh. Kids are kidnapped, an adolescent boy is stabbed, and a pirate suffers scorpion torture in this endearing family film. <laughs> When a boy grows up fighting pirates, getting high on fairy dust, and causing general mayhem, what kind of man does he grow into? Well, a stuffy, stuck-up, neurotic dork, of course. <laughs> Robin Williams plays a, a stick smuggler, Peter Banning, Peter Banning, a man who would surely find the real Robin Williams insufferable and immature. The Peter Banning <laughs> That's very true. character is not really the, a character so much as he is a caricature of buzzkill adulthood. When Peter's kids are kidnapped, he must rescue the tots from certain doom. It's off to never, never perpetuity land. <laughs> perpetuity? <laughs> never perpetuity land with the help of pesky pixie, Julia Roberts, and a band of orphans with lethal weapons who are just a bit cuter than the ones you see running the favelas in City of God. <laughs> when wow. Peter lands... On the Disneyfied set of Pirate Plaza, complete with pirate hookers, Ron Burgundy would love this place. <laughs> he dons a disguise that doesn't actually hide him from Hook. After plummeting from a plank and getting some underwater action from some mermaids, yeah. Peter takes a giant seashell elevator up to Boys Town. <laughs> Are we just- when Peter lands in the playground of the Lost Boys, he is treated to a stimulating itinerary of aerobics, name-calling contests, and food fights. He's got some adolescent competition, though. Enter a skunk-headed delinquent named after the date-rape drug, and you've got a recipe for infanticide. Rufio. <laughs> named after, or was the oh, drug wow. Ooh. <laughs> Take you to Neverland. Oh, no. Uh, this wow. movie is... Well, well. <laughs> this movie is chock full of awkward cameos. None of that matters, though. What matters is that Hook is, in fact, an endearing, heartfelt ode to childhood wonder. When you finally cut through the cheese, it is genuinely moving. I like that. Okay. That's so cool. he basically is like, I'm going to... I'm going to tell you the plot of the movie, but in my own <laughs> yeah, language, yeah. is what he said. It was. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It was I really appreciate good. that. So, yeah. I appreciate uh, that young man. I appreciate that young man. If it was a young man, I don't know. I'm proud we are of all of them. Well, before we get started on the scene-to-scene breakdown of this amazing movie, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. They are, in my own words, probably yours, the best whiskey distiller in the entire world. If you've bought a bottle, you know this. 
I just saw an article they shared on GoBourbon.com. Um, they pointed out this insane fact that Cedar Ridge is the only craft distillery in America to be a state's number one overall best-selling whiskey. So let me let me let me read this quote just so this just so this tells you what's going on here. Please. In 49 states, a major distillery produces the number one best-selling bourbon in the state. We're talking like, you know, the Walmarts of the whiskey business. The Jim Beans, yeah. the Jack Daniels, like, yeah, the I, Fireball. Yeah, Fireball. Screwball. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Uh, so in many cases, obviously, that is what that is. But that is not the case in one state. That is Iowa. It's, that's where we are. Where Cedar Ridge has been the number one for two straight years, outselling the nearest major distillery competitor by some 35%. It must be really good. Iowa Let's knows go. stuff. When Iowa does something, you got to pay attention. And yeah, we are yeah. saying that Cedar Ridge whiskey is the best whiskey in the world. It's first Iowa. Then it's going to be the Midwest, and then it's going to be the U.S., and then it's going to be the world. you got to check them out. Stop by a liquor store near you to pick some up. If the store doesn't have it, you can order a bottle directly online at cedarridgewhiskey.com. Stop by the website. Add them on social media. Go check them out in person. Come to Swisher, Iowa. They have an amazing facility. Tell them Confused Breakfast sent you and grab a bottle. Trust us. It's the absolute best. Drink responsibly. Mm. Mm. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Fuck yes, let not. Well, boys, it's been a long week. I'm tired, and I've just had an apostrophe, a a, a piffy, that to die would be a grand adventure. It's the only adventure that I have left at this point in my life. (laughs) So let's head for the second star to the right and straight on till morning. It's obvious that we have to fly, we have to fight, and we have to crow. Bang-a-rang, motherfuckers. Bang-a-rang. Here we go. So Peter Manning is a businessman who is more concerned with his work than his family. The family then take a flight to London to visit Granny Wendy, who is being honored for her charitable work. While Peter and Moira accompany Wendy to the party, Maggie and Jack are abducted. The police are called, but when Wendy takes Peter aside and explains that he must remember who he is in order to save his children. Absolutely. Flogging lootly. Man, as soon as this movie opens up. It is just like nostalgia overload. I haven't seen this movie in since I was a kid, probably. Mm. And as soon as it opens up to like them doing the stage thing of Peter Pan, yeah. I'm like, wow. And then seeing Robin Williams with his what haircut he's got, <laughs> I don't know. And then I'm just like, all those kids are riveted by this. How? <laughs> I know. Like, no phones, you know? Yeah. Better no time. phone, phone inside. <laughs> Except for, except for Peters. That's right. right. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, it wasn't the kids all along. It was these dang stuffy boomers that are just <laughs> on the right. doing yeah. business. Yeah. yeah. He is doing business during his kids. Uh, like, you're going you're gonna to take that call? You're going to be that guy? The one, yeah. the one thing I know about life is that is that if you can look back on the 70s, 80s, even 90s, like things were – I'm a real estate agent in my real life, and the way it used to work was literally I would – this is – I'm saying I, if I worked in the 90s, I would have a 9 to 5 de- job mm-hmm. in my office that if you wanted to see a house on the weekend, you would leave me a voicemail in my office, and then I wouldn't get to it till Monday. There was not this urgent, unbelievable, like, I sent you a text. Why did you get back to Why me? Why didn't you do this? So, like, I don't I don't like the 90s trope of just the, like, 
they're calling him on his cell phone and he's got to hurry up and answer this or else they, he could have easily left that in the car and then he could have gone out to his car and then they could have had whatever conversation yeah. they were having and it right. would have changed nothing. Yeah. It's such a 90s weird trope to have the, the like, I don't know, just the- Too the, busy like, for his family too father. Too busy for his family father. Yeah. Like, oh, what happens next? You yeah. know, I, I, I don't like that, but he, I do have questions as we go on. I'm going to keep pointing this out. Like, Peter- Peter hates his kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think he's perpetually like on edge about his job and everything else that the, like the one, like he, he can't even take his own jokes, you know, <laughs> as we'll see later. Uh, it's, it's exhausting is to this, watch him be like this. Is this a subconscious, like deep level of, he just spent how many years of his life as Peter Pan? Like, we don't even know how long he was Peter Pan. Correct. Sure. That's a good point. It's like yeah. the Groundhog Day thing. Yep. He could have been Peter Pan for 40 years yeah. or something like that. Yep. So he's had this life of of debauchery and, like, getting any woman he wanted in his life and doing whatever he wanted. As a 12-year-old boy. As a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Um, <laughs> anyway. Right. Anyway. And so then he <laughs> then right. he's got the... Now he's forgot about it, but the subconscious level of... The human brain knows these things. So, like, is he mad? Is his subconscious mad at him for choosing the fucking shitty kids and getting old? Like, I think it really comes through in his performance. I here. think so, too. And like, to your, like, you don't like the trope of, like, the not really there for their kids or family uh, father. I think it works with this, and I, know, I think you agree. But I think it, the way... Because his opposite self is so fantastical, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it works... Because, like I just said, I'm exhausted by watching him be like this, especially Robin Williams. Like one of the reviewers is, is like, like uh, he said that yeah. his character would hate actual Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> you know, there you go. it's 100 percent true. This is there's there's a thing out there called the the Peter Pan syndrome, Peter Pan effect. P, you know, it's of of men boys who don't want to grow up, right? right. And and this is, they take it to the opposite. If I had to guess, I'd say there's probably three out of three in this room who might suffer from at least a little bit of the Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> so, <laughs> talking about a movie I'm from not, the year I was born. I'm not including Zrag over there. But, <laughs> uh, but, Zrag's a professional. He is. Uh, but, but at the same time, like you have to take it to the complete opposite of what this Peter Pan effect is of never growing up, never... Uh, no, not wanting to take the the, the nine to five, you gotta do not that. wanting to have kids, and there's a point in life, and you know, and Peter Banning is the identity of that. Yeah. He is the opposite of that. He has the nine to five. He's so dedicated to it. He and Hook says it later on. It's like you do a man who resents his kids, drinks too much, and is obsessed with success. Yeah, you know, and it's the exact opposite of what Peter Pan is. People right. were idiots in the early 90s, too, so you have to really slap them in the face with that yeah. so they understand. That sure. makes sense. I guess. <laughs> I'm just making that up, because no, I was in the early 90s, too, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, even his son was just like, Dad, my game. It's like, I brought my baseball and my glove to remind you. Yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> see, I, I'm obsessed with things, too, just like you, yeah. Dad. Like, <laughs> I'm a kid. I'm always going to be a kid. I love baseball. That's my character. Uh. <laughs> I would I would kick Jack in the face 
and just deal with the consequences. Yeah. If I was on that flight to London yeah. and he was throwing the baseball up and hitting the, the Oh my luggage, God. I, I would oh. just be like, that's fine. I'm going to jail for the rest of my yeah. life, but this <laughs> kid needs to die. Nowadays, <laughs> nowadays people would have you on like Facebook live like <laughs> yeah, while would. you did that, while you reprimanded him and all they would, they wouldn't catch the, uh, yeah, you're afraid you're going to get sucked out. It's fine. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> they wouldn't catch <laughs> that on video. Wah, 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 thrown against the ceiling. They wouldn't get that on Facebook live. What they would hit play on is and my foot hitting his face. Is you, would you grow up? What the hell is the matter with you? There's no, I can't believe you. Just, there's no context in this, in these videos, you know, maybe the Karens are right. I don't maybe know. The Karens are right. Maybe Karens are right. <laughs> Who knows? If I'm going to be going through Costco and my kid's going to be a dick, you know, <laughs> the, the fucking phone draw, like the, uh, I will hey, never. Hey, do you guys, did you guys know? <laughs> We have cell phones now. <laughs> Did you guys know we have cell phones now? This was this was a huge deal though. Yeah. If I remember, because like the the first like we didn't get a bag phone. We got the car bag phone yeah. in like ninety five or something <laughs> like that. So ninety one to have an actual flip phone. They were playing off of that. Almost. I will never love any job, regular job that I have just to make money. And I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I will never love any Pretty job Hold like on, that. Sean, phones for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cell phones for you. <laughs> no. I will never like. Wakes up from nightmare. Never buy into like that kind of corporate mentality of like, hey, we're joking around, having to have fun and our yeah. jobs. Like, I want to get the fuck out of here right now. And remember, don't let your arm get tired. Oh. He he and he is not. This is perpetuating the kids thing. He is not rushing out of there. No, yeah, he's he like knows, he's having fun. Yeah, and he's like, hold on, and he like stops. I picture him stopping the elevator, be like, wait a minute, we need to talk longer. Hold on yeah. a second, I'm not no. in hurry, but I have this baseball hat on. It proves I'm on my way to my kids' game. It's, it's yeah, Blues it, versus Reds. Yeah, Blues. <laughs> 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 Those were the primary teams of the early nineties. And when they're on the plane as well, uh, the voice on the intercom is Dustin Hoffman as the captain. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's like, "This is your captain speaking," and he does the whole ramble. This so is your does captain that mean this speaking. is all a dream? See, we get there. We throughout this movie, like even towards the end, where Bob Hoskins shows up again. Mm, spoiler alert! Yeah, it kind of calls that into question. But you know, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to yeah. buy it. Yeah, I don't either. Off- office culture was. I'm just joking. <laughs> office culture Later. was lame AF, but Little League culture was dope AF. Yeah, it was. <laughs> those uniforms, Chauncey's cleaners is is shelling out for those uniforms, bro. Those are legit AF. Okay. And what is the Santa series? I want one. Yeah, that's kind of the, fun. Uh, the Date Nut series or whatever it is. <laughs> I want yeah. this. I, there was like something in the way of that shot and that sign. I'm like, Date Nut? Date Nut. What the? Okay. Is, is, what, what is something that? whimsical, probably. That's where a lot of single moms, uh, well, became single moms, probably. Yeah, they, yeah. they can date now. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hot moms and shit. Hot moms dude. and shit, dude. Fucking sex. Yeah, because dad's too busy. He's got he's to have send somebody to record it in the Hell videotape. Yeah. Shit, Fucking no. missionary and stuff. Yeah, dude. Missionary? <laughs> 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 what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what do you guys talk? What do you guys think about uh, Maggie Smith as Grandma Wendy? Oh, it's, I. Nope, never mind. You go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Sorry. He put his, his, his hand, hand, he raised his, his left hand. hand, went up. Yep. Go ahead. I thought she was perpetually this age her entire Do you career. know how old she is in this movie? She's like fifth, 40. 57. 57. Is her actual age in this movie. Wow. This makeup is one of the best 
old age makeups in the entire world because she looks like she does in this movie in Harry Potter. Yes, 100%. Which was, was like 10 years later. I'll be honest More with you. She, she almost looks better in Harry Potter than she does Honestly, in this. They I'm make like her 100%. look real decrepit. She is very good. Yeah. Uh, like and it's like a testament to the makeup. Obviously, it's which is incredible, but uh, acting through it I might, is a testament. I as might well. want her. We always talk about like cinema moms and dads and grandmas. Yeah. Like I want to maybe add her to the grandma or great grandma so. list. Like the way she presents her line. The the. I have one rule: no growing up. Stop mm. this very instant. Yeah. Like that is such a like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When okay, you're at, when you're at grandma's house, it's it's Stop. just yeah. It's it, there's no real life. Yeah, you know, it's just having fun and and that's what a grandparent should be. Really, you know, <laughs> she, Make, did, remind kids that they're kids. Did you guys? Did you look uh, or see any um, any photos or stills of her from her earlier performances, like mm. earlier in life and everything? She is like the visual like physical embodiment of what you would call a dame yeah for yeah cinema an english dame just absolutely stunningly gorgeous and i still think she is yeah. even throughout yeah, totally. all, all her entire career and everything and you're right it's just to have i she is one of those folks that you're just like I would love to like sit down and have a conversation yeah. with you while we have like like classy tea. cocktails and mm-hmm. or, or tea or whatever it is. You know, she is one of those people in in uh, in cinema for yeah. sure for me. If you've ever been to London, she the Moira makes a comment about something about oh something about London and mm. it's it's very true. Like I think there is something kind of magical about London, mm. and it's cool that they go there for this mm-hmm. and that that that's a whole part of it. The the interior scenes were all kind of intense too because even that yelling scene with Robin Williams where he like really yeah. loses it on his kids and <sighs> he's ignoring her. She's like, Peter, let me show you my dress. Oh, that looks great. looks great. He's like, yeah. it just frustrates me. I don't know how you guys felt about that as a kid. Was that something you really were like mad at as an adult right now? I'm just like so frustrated with his character yeah. at this point. I think, I think when I was watching as a kid, I just related more to the kid. I'm like, yeah. and because it's Robin Williams as well, like, oh, Flubber. You know, <laughs> it's, he's not that he's not that in this, you know, like he uh, he he really scares you. It's one of those, and especially in that outburst. It's one of those moments that I think as a kid, you just kind of think Robin Williams is just always being funny. Yeah. So it's not harmful. You know, he's going to change that, that yeah. scowl into it. Just kidding. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he he's just gonna turn into Patch Adams, and he might. <laughs> yeah, I wish. And so, but at the same time, but then yes, watching it as an adult, you're like, oh man, that is just rough. You're right, and like this, the magical feeling of this, the snow falling oh, in London yeah. as they're rolling up to to the house and everything, and the the uh, the shots, the distant shots, the the uh, scapes, yep, you know, yep. Um, Amazing, and then he comes through with this when they're supposed to be on vacation, and I love it's so satisfying when she throws that phone out yeah. the window. Are, is there any moment for you though that you're like, like for him? Yes, the biggest deal of his life. Maybe he could just retire and be it, done with everything. Important. What this I'm pretty. This is what deal. I'm saying is because like yes, we hate him for this. Yes, and and you know uh, he should be looking after his kids and be more involved in everything. Definitely, but also the only. Maybe the only reason they can afford to go to London, <laughs> yeah, is because it of him. To take a family to London, like I'm just saying, like he's got to do something. It's, like, it's maybe not as much yes. as he's in, but you know, I don't it, know. This movie, we'll talk about it later. It teaches you to to be a parent and try to find some sort of middle ground. Because you're right. right. I mean, like 
it, it really sucks for me to leave town. Like my daughter's sick right now and I had to leave yesterday and then I had to come here today and it's like, well, but I'm, I gotta go do these things, yeah. you know, like I have, it's not, I'm not happy with it. Yeah, I gotta Spiel, go do it. Spielberg, uh, put off doing this movie for yeah. a couple years. So, cause he had a son and he, I want right. to, I want to be there for my kid kind of thing. To anybody who doesn't remember cell phones back in the day, even getting into the early two thousands, like we're thinking about our iPhones now and they all need, they got to have screen protectors and they got to have, and if, if an iPhone would have got thrown out of that window, like it's done, it's broken. <laughs> yeah. But do you remember like those old phones that specifically the Motorola? Yep. The gray Motorola's that had the blue or the green screen that you could play Snake on. Yeah. Those were indestructible. Could run we over would, them with a car. Yes, we would throw them against a brick wall as hard as we could just to show <laughs> that it would still work. And for some reason, days. for some reason, we decided to go to frail, flimsy <laughs> like this. The Better whole screen. Tri- triple <laughs> just, the price. <laughs> just a block of glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These will be fine. Hey, hey. Oh, no, your screen broke. That's too bad. It's like, you know what we should do? We should add more glass to it. Yeah. Put it on the back. Cool. All right, sounds good. <laughs> uh, before they left for the... Um, uh, her appreciation night is what I, I think it yep. is. Yeah, uh, more or less. Um, she, I, she was wearing like her. It looked like a nighttime, like Victorian negligee. Sure. <laughs> like, I thought it was like her nighttime stuff, but no, she went out in that. Yeah, that yes. was it's the English. If you, add, yeah. if you add fur to it, it's going out of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you have pearls on or not? <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Do you have pearl necklace on yet? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 She runs an orphanage. (laughs) What do you think? So, so they they go to the they go to the dinner, and that's happened. And obviously, the implication, the scary implications of Hook taking the kids. I I never I I guess obviously because I've never seen it, but I I thought about making this my prop. The Hook door lock. It's Mm. cool. That is a really cool touch, and and all the special effects here I thought were really great. Um, and then what do you think about all of a sudden Phil Collins is in the movie? Did yeah. you know this? No. Out of nowhere. I did you like would you look at that and go, that's Phil Collins? No. Nope. Oh yeah. I oh, mean you well, did? Yes. this viewing. This viewing. Okay, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I, I didn't I didn't I actually I did read that he was in the movie before I watched it. And then I'm like, well, he's like somewhere when the like scarcely in the background. Like, no, he's right front and Phil center. Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm a huge Phil Collins fan, and I was just like, uh, excuse me, what? He's, I, a, he's handsome in this. He, he is. He he is he is an English gentleman in yeah. this, isn't he? He is. He's got a he's got a role, uh, but he does have kind of a he's got kind of a crappy outlook for an inspector or detective. <laughs> he's like, yeah, maybe it's just a joke. You know, well, they don't. Uh, they don't my kids are up gone. on this. It's at like all. my kids are missing. <laughs> they they okay. don't. They don't do a good enough job of like uh, establishing that. This story is a real story that was written by this lady, right? Like Wendy wrote these stories. Yeah, Did, I, th- are, I think it's she's a contributor or something. I think, I Somebody think she, wrote them about, and her. everyone knows that. Everyone's like, "That's Wendy from Peter Pan." Yeah, right. You know, so like, and that's Captain Hook. Like they they don't really play up that much. Yeah, Maggie plays Wendy in the play in the opening yeah. of this, right? And so, and she even talks about like Are you're you the real you're Wendy's the real Wendy? Wendy like from my play. I played you in this. Even if Neverland wasn't real and Peter Banning wasn't actually Peter Pan, these are still famous childhood stories. Yeah. Yes. And in that we need time, to establish that. That's a really important thing to establish. You're right. Where the co- Phil Collins is literally like, you know, it's weird, right? That. Like we think somebody's fucking with you because this is there's not there's no such thing as Captain Hook. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. That's I think 
that's a great point, actually, because look, these stories are famous. Um, we know who Wendy is. You know, I'm an English person who lives around here. I'm the inspector yeah. for the area. We know who Wendy is, who <laughs> contributed to these amazing stories for these childhood stories. Yeah, it's. Uh, but Phil Collins, he was supposed to have. Well, I don't know if he was supposed to have a bigger part, right? But no. he, he was. It was. It was like this confusion that he would. Or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was, he was. He was third build yeah. with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. He's They're like, oh, you're, you're in a movie with them. You know, and and so like he he was concerned that like his fans and and people who liked him would go to the movie and see him in one scene and be like, oh well, I guess all of his other stuff was cut out because he wasn't he's so good. bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, okay. Right, yes, that right. makes sense. That makes a lot. And I guess of sense. he did spend like three days like rehearsing his parts, and he wanted to he wanted to like get in the role of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's fine. He did the, the only, method. The only <laughs> the reason you're here is because you're Phil Collins. Okay. <laughs> you will be in my heart. <laughs> if he like tripped down the stairs as he was leaving, and like. He's like, you know what? That was kind of cool. <laughs> Give him the belt. <laughs> Give him the joke belt. God damn it. Can we somehow get that? And then he goes, <gasps> <gasps> you guys. <laughs> I have to quit the police force. <laughs> it's an origin story for Phil It's Tom. an origin story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, hey, wonderful! super special shout out before we move on to scene two. I got to thank everyone who uh, maybe is just joining this podcast after hearing us on the Burtcast. We're so glad to have you here. This whole experience was absolutely incredible to us, but we knew that once this episode came out, we were going to have a huge influx of visitors to our website. Uh, the only problem was we didn't have a website. It was oh. just a link tree. It sure looks like a website, but it just like, here's a link tree. So uh, I knew we needed a pro website before that episode came out, and luckily we found Driving Cap Digital, and I'm glad we did. Driving Cap Digital is a full-service web design and digital marketing company with a team of professional designers and marketers that can give your business the ability to reach more people people and have more opportunities. Driving Cap Digital specializes in helping small business owners and entrepreneurs get the most bang for their buck. They create websites that look modern, fresh, and professional and develop marketing goals that perfectly suit your business. Driving Cap also offers services such as social media and email marketing, search engine optimization, and and, and, and analytics for your site, and even copywriting and consulting for your business. The process was them from start to finish was seamless it was quick we have our incredible new website it was just in time you got to go check it out confusedbreakfast.com it's no longer a link tree yeah it goes straight to our website it looks great it was easy it's got our ranking system on there and after that go check out drivingcapdigital.com we also got it in the show notes you got to check out their work and get started with them i promise you if you need a website you have to have one if you do anything creative go check them out driving business driving passion driving cap I'm super proud of it. It looks great, and I'm super proud to be a part of it. It's awesome. I had a lot of fun just scrolling through our ratings, actually, for a moment. I I bounced around. You can even do them by person. You can do them by overall. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's cool. So scene two, sitting in the house's nursery, Peter is surprised when a star appears to fall through the nursery window. It turns out it's Tinkerbell who has come to help Peter. She kidnaps him and takes him to Neverland. 
Peter wakes up in Pirate Town as Mr. Smee presents the illustrious Captain Hook, who has captured Peter Pan's children in hopes to lead him back to Neverland and to his doom. When Peter steps forward, Hook is saddened to see that Peter Pan has become a middle-aged man. Hook demands that Peter fly up to the ship, touch the fingers of his children, promising they'll go home if he can, but he can't. Just then, Tinkerbell appears and promises Hook that given three days, she'll get Peter into shape. Did you know this was Julia Roberts? I'm uh, yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, uh, I mean, it didn't come out right. You like, sure? Can you believe that cameo, Julia Roberts? <laughs> that came out really bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I had it. I had a giant fucking crush on Julia Roberts when I was a kid, and I still do. There's no. It's not no. going to go away. I legit thought I was going to marry Julia Roberts, and I still might. You, you, maybe. Yeah. There, there's a there's now a that moment. Kiefer uh, Sutherland, the whole thing's not yeah, yeah. Now that that didn't work God. out, I think I think you're good. The I'm whole not gonna, lo- you know, his whole Lost Boys thing, and then sure, she's part. Wait, what? Wait a second. Oh <laughs> shit! And by the way, I believe she also started a relationship with uh, Jason. What's Patrick? his name? Patrick. Really? Yeah. No. She also st- she did. She started a relationship afterwards with Jason Patrick. Wow. Michael. In the last one. By the way, like 10 of our last voicemails have started off, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Here you are. <laughs> he, you, dude, you're absolutely right. Julia Roberts, uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful human being. Uh, but this movie, I'd never seen this. I, I didn't realize she was in this, so I popped. I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking Julia Roberts. Yeah. I love the line. Robin Williams is like, yeah, you're, you're a fairy and... You have lovely legs. <laughs> like, like, it's like, we're all thinking that. Yep. Thank you very much for yep. saying that. What am I saying? The pixie haircut. I love it all. <laughs> yeah. And, and like it was really amazing to me. They clearly did spend a lot of money on this movie. Just her in the dollhouse mm-hmm. and how realistic that looks. There's not a moment during that scene that I question it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. She's just small. Yeah. Even the when he's or she's crawling on his chest. Yes. The little tiny footprints. And they stay with him for it's like amazing. the rest of the it. It's so phenomenal. cool. And that's what gives him away pretty yep. much. Yep. There's a moment too where you know he uh opens up the the door or the the the, the window, mm-hmm. what have you, and everything. And I thought back to this actually. My wife, we were watch I was watching this for the last time. My wife mentioned that when they walk into the house, right? They all walk in. Family runs in, and Peter's the last one in the door, but he never closes the door behind him, actually. Hmm. I don't know that this is actually a thing. It's probably not, but it made me think of the subtlety of that Peter flies into open doors, and he never closes them behind him. That's just like how he lives his life how he lives his life, and this is, again, him walking in, and he opens up these doors again, and and then you have uh, Tink coming in. I just I would I, cool. I would have never noticed that if if my wife had Alicia had never said something like oh yeah just leave the door open behind you because why the hell I was like wait a second wait uh, a minute because he never closes the doors and we talk about that later on we'll get to in probably the next scene I believe yeah so that's cool man yeah. I I got to talk about the brilliance of Steven Spielberg obviously we all know he's brilliant but even when they they show up and obviously like the slashes are through the the yes. glass and the yes. door and everything his framing of this makes this one shot look like it's edited because the way he positions his characters in his shot, they, I think Robin Williams is on the right or uh, like kind of center at first. And then he kind of drifts to the right and then the left, but it's just them moving. And maybe like there's a subtle camera movement, but go back and watch that scene because even just that, that's hard to do, man. Like there's three huge faces on screen yeah, and you make it look like it's edited 
uh, in in post. But sure. no, you're just doing it on screen with your direction of your characters and positioning of the camera. It's just he's such he's so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason he is Steven Spielberg. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's why. That's why they say you know you're the Gretzky of. Spielberg. This. Yeah. Or you're the Spielberg of Just that. the best. You're you know. the Spielberg of hockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people say that. Hey, a lot uh, of people say that about me. My, uh, my other thing, though, too, in, in this whole in this whole process, what is Liza's role in this? Lisa, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Who is she? Who is she? seems like a maid. The children house- were screaming. That's scary. <laughs> yes. Screaming. That's scary. And you're, dude. I don't like it. I did not like that one bit. Uh-uh. And it only adds for this dramatic effect, which is one of the scariest parts of when when they are getting kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And when they have to think about that, when they have to follow the stairs up after this long, like, knife-looking cut through the entire house and everything. We just got done watching a bunch of horror Uh, movies. That is, you don't go up there. No, you don't go up there. (laughs) You just don't do that. (laughs) As a parent, you might, because you're like, I got to make sure they're okay. But when... The lady says, the door shut, and the children were screaming, ah! and you're just, and no, it, and it, Toodles, Toodles is even bothered by this. I think that's your other sign. Yeah. <laughs> Mis, Mr. Marbles is, is also upset. So, hook, 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 hook. hook. So we get hook to, is bad. <laughs> I love his little yeah. poem that he reads there. We go, we finally get to go, Tinkerbell takes him takes to him. Pirate Town. Yeah, um, Pirate Town. Well, is before, that what it's called? Before I hope that, so. the, as, he, as they're leaving, there's like that couple that's floating up along with yeah. them. That's, a, that's apparently Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. So that that's one of many weird cameos in this. Yeah. We had Phil Just Collins. We had those thing. two. Those two so far. Uh, we we'll had, get to it later, but the one of the big ones, the pirate. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's name a few of them so we can do Gut, it for okay, TikTok. That's cool. That's I mean? cool. Gutless. Uh, D- David Crosby was one of the pirates. He was the one holding the accordion for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Buffett, a pirate looks at 40, <laughs> was, was a pirate in this movie. He was one of the shoe stealers. <laughs> he, he never... I fucking he, he love never, Jimmy Buffett. He never Jimmy lost Buffett that. is the real Peter J- Pan. J- Let's just Jimmy go ahead Buffett and say is. that. He never lo- lost that like ship mentality, that he, salt life mentality. Is it? Is it? He, he's the guy who like wants the shoes. Yeah, like, he's no off shoe, to the no right. Sh- he's one of the shoe guys. No shirt, no shoes. Yeah, <laughs> no problem, baby. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more, and then you can tell me the other one. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. People yeah. do recognize her, but that was only her second movie she'd ever been. She was teenage Wendy later on. Yeah. Yeah, and this uh, pirate that uh, Hook points out is Glenn. Close, unbelievable. I mean, when you when you go back and watch it, you're like, that looks familiar because it just looks out of place. Yes. But like, she, I mean, she, she's this just, is it's Glenn Close. It's it's she's gut, amazing. gutless the pirate, the one that was put into the boo box. Yeah, terrifying. Yes, her scream too. I don't like it, man. D- boo this box is, is horrifying. This is one of those things that again, my mom showing me this movie, making me watch it, having me watch it with her. Said, that's Glenn Close. <laughs> and no. I said, I said, I don't even know who Glenn Close You're like, is. Like, who is he? I don't even who know. Who is he, Glenn yeah, Close? Who's, who's Glenn? <laughs> who's this guy named Glenn? I had no idea. And she's like, no, from from this or from that. From and I'd the be shield. Like, I don't even know. And then I look, and now I'm looking back on it, re-watching it this time, and I get to share that with my wife. Is again. this a Huey Lewis moment for it was, it was me it. just don't like, say it. Don't 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 say it. Did you know it's Glenn Close? What just happened to you, man? She just goes, who's Glenn Close? Close? That right there is Glenn Close. It's just Glenn Close. It's, it's, that's <sighs> Gutless Spire and it's in the boot box. Like, well, he, he's a weird looking man. Don't say it. Well, his, her name's Glenn. 
I don't know. Glenny, I Glen Glendella. Glendale. 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 Yeah. Glendale. <laughs> I, this is where this is where finally the the real Robin Williams starts to show up in his physical comedy. Yeah. Like when yeah. when he when she's t- Tinkerbell's telling him to okay now lower your arm okay now Jewel come out and like as he does yeah, that where cute. he's walking is so perfect. And then there was a moment that reminded me of uh, Letter Kenny. I don't know how much you guys like Letter Kenny. Is he goes and now now make a pirate sound. Arr! And the, guy goes, <laughs> the guy goes Arr, How are you now? Not uh, bad yourself. Not bad. <laughs> it's the same as Letter Kenny. Like how are you now? Good and you not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> I, I I wonder if they got a cue from that but I, I love that little finally it's like finally we got Robin Williams yeah. in this movie from that point well and these sets are incredible this is all sets this Jesus. Is, is like every almost every external in never an external shot in Neverland is yeah. a set and it looks absolutely incredible and I can you can see the budget I love the on re- screen I love the reveal of it yeah it's it's him covered in the sheet and then he he sees the clock awesome. and then he tears it open and it just reveals this mm-hmm. whole world i really i thought that was a really cool reveal yeah my only issue with it is it seems like there's too much sometimes throughout mm. this whole movie it seems like there's so much in the set there's like boxes and things there and ropes there and it's just it sometimes it gets a little too much to look even my wife said that today she's like this is a lot i don't know what to focus on right now sometimes maybe that was a clear choice just to make it more fantastical yeah you go back and notice new things maybe yeah help him get like uh think that he can get lost in this world like like he's not going to be recognized or something like that i don't know but yeah you're right there's not even even in his uh even when we're following them you don't get much close up. You get still. It's still very far away shots. It's yeah. very. It is. It's pretty overwhelming. Do they do this every single morning? <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> hook. Hey, hook. Hey, who's got who's got uh, hooks? Hook. Who's sharpening up the hook? Hey, hey. I need the hook. Okay, guys, start right. the song. We got to walk towards the ship, and then they walk to the ship. Does and then it, and Smee has to present Captain Smee. Hook to the same people. Does does Smee look for other pirates like he looks for birthday singers at Chili's or something? He's just like, we need singers. Come on, we need singers. Birthday at table four. Every day is, is Hook Day here. And, <laughs> let's go. We need singers. I forgot it was Hook Day. It, it's every day. It's every George, day. Every oh. freaking day. And we finally get Dustin Hoffman 40 minutes into the movie. We finally, finally get, get him. Hook. I, I'll go on a limb here. Dustin Hoffman's the best performance in this movie. Mm. I agree. I think I agree with there, you. There's some great ones, but uh, it's rare that somebody outshines Robin Williams. Yeah. He does. Uh, I love Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman is like... When you yeah. say who's the best pirate on screen ever, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Jack Sparrow. It's like, like no. Captain Hook for yeah. me. That's who I want. As my as my pirate in a movie, I'm with you. I'm on that train. It's incredibly iconic if you if you especially if you have seen the cartoon like the Disney mm-hmm. movie cartoon. He embodies yep Captain Hook that you see as a cartoon. He just brought it to real life so so yep. so well. And I I I'll take this moment I guess just to say about uh, Dustin Hoffman. And Robin Williams, I just feel like they're they're two sides of the same coin. Um, to be able to get to watch both of them come together on this movie is a really special thing that I'm really glad that the world got to experience. Mm-hmm. They like they are they're this perfect yin and yang almost, and uh, I just I just can't. 
it's it's kind of hard to explain how perfect yeah um they were in these roles it, it's really it's a really special thing i i and that's the one thing if anything i think people should take away from this movie how special it was to see both of them just play against each other incredibly just perfectly yeah so, yeah i mean speaking on robin williams in this too uh him and Steven Spielberg like really got along. They like became really, really good friends from this production. And, uh, when Robin Williams passed away, uh, Steven Spielberg put this movie on to just kind of revisit him. Just like my, my friend and he good times. They had, yeah, he couldn't finish it just cause he was so like, he just couldn't watch him anymore. Yeah. And it's like also made me tear up while watching this is mm. I miss Robin Williams so good much. Lord. What I agree. a talent. I agree. It's, it's it's like super hard to not have him in movies anymore. Or like, it's like when we see John Candy in movies, yeah. it's just like, yeah. come on. I still want you here making beautiful movies and to, yeah. but we like you say like you're saying, we do get a, a treat in being able to revisit his his greatness. That is the, that is I talk about it a lot in music, um, where somebody passes away, but if they've created something, if they've created a song or an album or a movie, it's like it's for is forever. You're never going away. It will never go away. Like like I think about my grandpa a lot, and it's getting harder to remember him. You know, like to yeah. be like ah, like I forget kind of how he looked. But if my grandpa had been a movie star or had written a uh, an album like. That I could just visit that every day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to, to make art. And that's why <laughs> art is so important is that it's like it lives forever, man. Yeah, it really does. It's a it's a currency that transcends, you know, the time and inflation and all this BS that we always have to deal with yeah. and everything. And art is that currency. Um, uh, just one last touch, I guess, on Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams. They really talked about they really had such a respect for each other mm. in their roles. Dustin Hoffman talked about um robin williams they talked about this like battle of wits they would yeah. constantly have yeah. little things like that and um and there's more to that story you might know more about it than me sean well, but they they like did like subtle jabs at each other like if one would mess up a take <laughs> and so in, in the movie called marathon man which dustin hoffman is in uh one of the actors in there um like dustin hoffman was doing like the method thing yeah, and yeah. he like wasn't getting the get, wasn't getting the take in that movie and i think Lawrence olivier maybe in that movie okay. um was like well my dear boy you could try acting that's yeah, like that's a, right. fam- <laughs> a famous quote or famous line that he like said to him in real life and so robin williams would say that to dustin hoffman when he like would yeah. flub a take or something and 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 dustin hoffman later on talked about robin williams and just this way that he was he, it's like he had two different personalities. He had two different personalities that he would, and one was this person that you didn't want your kid to be. You know, like you, you would hate trying to raise this person, this kid. Yeah. He was so, so boisterous and so outspoken, ah. just all over the place. And then there was this other, other take that was very shy and very reserved and very critical and very, um, yeah. very guesstimating about his, uh, his own performance at times. And, and, uh, and that's, you know, now you hear about that, and we know about Robin Williams and everything, and it's kind of tough to hear. But at the same time, I think he, Dustin Hoffman, still said it out of such a respect oh, yeah. uh, for him that he was, yes, he was this hilarious person who probably seemed very off the cuff and and not very put together. But at the same time, he was very, very critical, and he was very, very, uh, he he really cared about his performance that he gave when he was giving it. Right. So yeah. 
Well, let's move it along. So scene three, Peter and Tink then return to the Lost Boys hideout, now under the leadership of a boy named Rufio. The Lost Boys unite to help Peter get his children back. Meanwhile, Peter is put through his paces with various exercises and eventually learns to be Peter Pan again. Smee and Hook devise a devious plan on the Jolly Roger to turn Jack and Maggie against Peter. A ball game is held and Peter witnesses Jack and Hook growing closer. Push button. Push the goddamn button. Which one? Wait, wait. Which button? Prop. No, prop. prop. Wait, prop. no, no. Ooh. He said it first. John said it first. Rufio sword. Damn Peter it! Sword. You can't have his sword. That's Peter Pan's sword, actually, though, right? Rufio's and then Peter Pan's. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> come on over. Come on. Come back over. He said. He said it first. Are you good? No. Are you good? This is what I've always wanted ever since watching this movie as a kid. <laughs> you want his sword? I want his sword. His little so tiny bad. baby sword. The, t- the, t- the little sword. I love you, and I'm willing to bargain with you. Okay. What do you have? What prop do you have from past movies? Pick a good one. From that past you can, movies? That you can trade to Sean. <laughs> from past movies? Or yeah. this movie. If you, if you have a Do you have prop. a good one from this movie that you can think of? I'll tell you what mine's going to be. We'll get yours out of the way because I don't want to barter it's not, with what it's you It's not want. what you want, but I want, um, <laughs> I want the little mini glove attachment <laughs> that goes on his hook <laughs> at the baseball <laughs> game. <laughs> it's just the little baby glove. He's like, bring it on in here. <laughs> I'm going to catch a ball at the game. That's what I want. <laughs> Or the white, or the white baseball pirate hat that all the players are wearing. See, that, that, <laughs> that was, was that was pretty, my that's original a cool hat. One. I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's really good. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like past uh, past ones that I've taken. The, um, okay, like Big Lebowski or Dazing Fuse. You take any good ones from that? I don't think I. I don't think I took Sorry, anything then. good enough. Sorry, man. Toodles, marbles. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk later. No, it's fine. No, it's for Sean forever. <laughs> hit the button. Hit the fucking button. <laughs> I'll right, let you guys there, cool down. I want to. I want to talk about how this <laughs> is important. This whole <laughs> this whole Lost Boys hideout is just screaming Foot Clan to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first time you see the Foot Clan, it's just it's just that minus the arcade games and the cigarette smoking. This is what we do. I do. 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 Like that's like I want that song over. Please, I want it. Over. Please make it so TikTok. <laughs> this uh, is what we do. This and this is the epitome of like where are the parents? This whole this <laughs> yeah. whole this whole hangout is just like I know it's the Lost Boys without parents and that way they do, but. Man, like it's just so chaotic. Yeah. I'm sure as a kid you were like, "This is so awesome." Mm-hmm. As an adult, I I was doing the Robin Williams thing. I was just like, "Ah, ah, what are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah. Stop it! Shut up! Stop throwing the ball it's at me!" So dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just chaos going on there, like organized chaos. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Bob, by the way, I'm going to take uh, Peter Pan's just original dagger, not the marbles. So that's just what I have for my prop. He has a dagger that he okay. swipes. Rufio's pants with. Okay, That's then. my problem. Okay. Go. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. All right. Uh, I Rufio. <laughs> this is so cool. Rufio. Is, is he cool? As a, I'm asking you, as yes. a child, this is cool, right? This is everything. Yes. The, Rufio was the man in this. This is why you watch the, this movie the to boy, get to Rufio. This, yeah. And like all the all the. Did you do all this stuff as kids? Did you do? Did you shout bangerang? Did you do the fingers in your face and stuff like that? Like that all seems like stuff that I would have. Taken into my normal life and been like, we do these now. I probably did it like once we or do twice. Yeah, I mean, me and my brother would just mess around with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Is this is this sign language for anything? I don't, I don't know. know if it is or not. I didn't. I think it's like uh, love, food. Yeah, uh, food. 
but this was this was like uh, it's got to be something. It's got to be like chicken or like oh cow, or like or, or I'm cool fucking stoked or, for you, dude. Yeah, dude, like dude, stoked for you, bro. Yeah. Um, I had never heard the word bangerang until uh, there's a unbelievably awesome uh, rap group from the Twin Cities called Doom Tree. Mm. They have a song called Bangerang. And that's the first time I had ever heard the term bangerang. It's like Jamaican slang. It right? is. Yeah, it means uh, an uproar or disturbance. Oh. But but I'm surprised that I'd never heard anyone say this, because I'm assuming this was probably a big thing to say bangerang, right? Like yeah. After this movie. Oh, yeah. I love I loved the usage of like sort of making up a word and being like, this is a big part of this movie. You yeah. Know? My stepbrother says it all the time. Uh, my stepbrother, Jordan, he just says bangerang every time we're like, we agree upon a plan or something. Bangerang. You know, like it's. It's like, uh, uh, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. It's like that. <laughs> Bangerang, dude. Yeah. Uh, what do you, I'm going to ask you, did you recognize a couple of the, of the Lost Boys actors from past movies we've done? Uh-uh. Don't Ask is in a lot of stuff. I, I, it's um, hard to figure out who's, what, some of them have names, some of them don't. Yeah. I wrote down two of them that were in past movies. Jason Fisher, uh, he played Kevin in Parenthood. He was the kid. Mm. Um, he he has longer hair in this movie, but he is one of the Lost Boys. You know the the Steve Martin's um, son mm. in Parenthood. Okay, he's in this. Also, Alex oh. Zuckerman is the redhead, curly redhead kid. Did you recognize his face at all? Oh uh, yes, yes. He's the bully in Blank Check. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yes. he is. So that was this oh. was his era. The one where he gets his bike, like he gets his bike yeah. run over, and he's like, "Hey man, you're gonna have to pay more than that. You pay more than that." <laughs> yeah. yeah he's He's like Butch. His name's Butch. Butch yeah, yes, yes, he's exactly. at he's at the amusement park, like yep. sling, like with the ladies and shit. <laughs> yes, but I I didn't necessarily. I think where this movie starts to falter though is other than Rufio, I don't really like any of these kids. Like I'm not like I'm not infatuated with any of these kids. Like we're so we're so spoiled in modern day world of these amazing kid actors. Mm. Like these kids were not good actors. I'm I'm infatuated with Thud. Thud butt. Dead butt. Yeah, which yeah. one's that? That's uh, the big guy. The yeah, large man. I love him. Dude, and and he's got his own he's cheese adorable. during the uh, during the 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 <laughs> feast. It says it says chud butt on it. Did you see that? The cheese <laughs> does. It says chud butt when he when Peter finally imagines. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's great. But I. I do. I think I'm infatuated uh, with Thud. Yeah, I think uh, I, kind of, I I disagree with you a little bit because I also like the the little kid who's like feeling up his face and he's, stuff. I I I like him the most for some some reason. His face is so expressive. Well, I was just like pockets. as he's yeah, yeah as he's like feeling Peter Pan's face. I yeah. just imagine him like yeah. But I love get some tension yeah, back to that. I you know, love and like made me tear up a little bit where he's just like, "Oh, there you are, Peter." Oh, there he's got that when he Peter? pushes back, he's got the big smile on yes. his face. You think that's you, really his voice? Oh, there you are, Peter. <laughs> it doesn't sound right to me. It sounds like it was an overdub. Maybe well, <laughs> if Tank believes, maybe he is. <laughs> <laughs> when they when they are sitting at that table and doing the food thing, I love the creative choice to put Peter Pan. He's like he's basically sitting on the ground, but they're sitting on chairs. Yeah. So his head is the same height as theirs. Yeah. But so he's, he's like this large man. He's like little yeah, like them. Yeah, yeah, I love the creative choice of that. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's I, it's fa- well, I was just gonna say it's when he finally when he finally gets to the to dinner and he's just exhausted yeah. and just been putting him through the ringer on this and it's and that's a, a hilarious scene by the way um there part of that too they they had to reverse part of it yeah 
because like when the Rufio thing. Rufio when he yeah. puts the blade to his face, that's all in reverse. Watch his mouth. Like he had to speak in reverse <laughs> yeah. to try to match up with it. And then and then it was basically pulling away and then he walked walked backwards. Very interesting idea, creative choice. Yeah, there. you wouldn't you wouldn't see that unless you read that. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty seamless. Yeah. And I I I never I never guessed until I read that yeah, little no. moment. You never would. And and but I do have to go back to Mike saying I don't really care for these kid actors. Uh, when he finally gets Rufio, right, and he's, he 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 flips the frosting at him, they just eat frosting pies. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. As a kid, this was the scene. I've I mentioned it on the show before. I think I think, but this is. I was so hungry every time Frosting pies. I watched it. There's just like a huge ass turkey. There's whatever else. And even when they're not eating food, knowing that that knowing that it's food is going to show up in their imagination. Yeah. Even them like doing this, I'm like, I'm so hungry. That giant burger. With nothing. Ooh, yeah. You know? when, when Thud puts together the sandwich or the Ooh, burger or yeah, whatever I he's putting that. together. Oh, we're good. Took Aww. some miming classes. <laughs> but like it looked it looked great as a kid, but now I'm just like, that will kill me. There's if the, I eat an ounce of that, there's, I'll die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I uh, that's gonna give me type two. Yeah. Um yep. and, <laughs> but and, uh, you think about it and then you're like Oh, these kid actors, it's a little bit rough because you're doing it, Peter. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're yeah. doing, you're doing yeah. it. Peter. You're mad. You bit bit Look at that. Okay. It's not that great. Like, take, take, put like the Stranger Kids season one into this movie. Like Stranger this, Things. Oh, our, yeah, stra- yeah. Stra- what does it say? Stranger Kids? Yeah. Stranger Things. <laughs> take weird. the Stranger Things kids from season one and insert them into, into the main characters of The Lost Boys. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm sold. You're all in. Oh, I'm sold. Yeah. I, I was talking to my brother a little bit about this movie, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, Hook. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My brother Ray, I've mentioned him before. And he, we were talking about this, and we, we, got, we, got, to, we got to talking about how you, you – did you guys watch this with subtitles? Uh yes. Have you read have you read any of the books? No. We got onto the subject of, you know what? The subtitles were better. <laughs> the book was better. The subtitles were better. Yeah, have you have you have you read Hook? No, I've seen Hook. I've read uh, yeah, I yeah, I have read Hook. I read the subtitles because once you get onto the subtitles of like what Smee and Captain Hook are saying oh. to each other, it's really hard to yeah. understand what they're saying to each other. And there are even points that Captain Hook and Smee are – Captain Hook will say something and then say – he says, Smee, translate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to you have to read the subtitles to stay on par. And I'm just thinking – we're just like, yeah, the subtitles were better. It's like reading the book, man. Yeah, I've read, I've read Hook. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Dude, appreciation thread of their relationship, Smee and Hook. I, th- yeah. I, I feel like this might be the best scene of the movie when they're – He's in his chambers and the bed's coming down and they're <laughs> talking and they're figuring this out. Like they have a very Don't very, stop me this time. <laughs> yeah. That is like this is all really intense stuff going yeah. on here. And they have a really cool Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. I love him as in SME. Yep. I don't know, I don't know who else you put in that role and and how well he works with Dustin Hoffman in this whole thing. Yeah, he's incredible. I mean, we got him. Un- unrecognizable from our, our who framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit yeah. like bearded and everything. It, it, he looks fantastic. Uh, he was a huge champion for this yeah, production. Really? Like uh, there was a day 
where uh, it, it was like maybe like a half 14, 15 hour day that they were filming. And he bought up to 300 uh, extras beer when, when it was all over. Yeah. He, he just bought him beer and had, and you know, took beer to him and had him just take a break for a sec. Uh, he would also like kind of lift spirits while on set. He like, seems that way. He seems like that role in the movie. Yes. He seems like Smee's yeah. kind of the one that's like, yeah. come on, guys. Yeah, I, I love that about him. But he would, like, if things were like, oh, this is so frustrating, he'd be like, he would just sing different variations of Hello by Lionel Richie. <laughs> it's like, that's just amazing. Like, he'd just be like, uh, singing various versions of Hello by Lionel Richie. But also, like, I was thinking new Taylor Swift. <laughs> and hi, it's me. I'm the one. It's me. Or, do you know? Or, you know or, or any hero? Yes. Or rooting for the any rooting for the Annie. I just Smee. want him to be singing that too. <laughs> I, I immediately went to Adele. Hello, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> there it is. Let's say you're going to take this whole story and you're going to make it darker, a darker modern day adaptation to this story. The only person that can play Captain Hook, Daniel Day Lewis. Damn. Can you imagine him as like a truly scary pirate, like his that is uh, fully in on it, his uh, gangs in New York kind yes. of thing? Mix that with like there will be blood, yeah, and just put that into the Captain Hook ethos. <laughs> I'm, I'm every anytime he's on screen, well, yeah, I'm I mean, watching it. Take take yeah yeah just just make it dark, make it gangs of New York meets Hook, and put him as Captain Hook. Uh, you've got it. I, I, think, think, you, I think I think you got it. I think you've absolutely nailed it. Yeah, he's he's comical. He's it's maniacal. Yeah. you know at times. Uh, and for him to be able to do that and and kill with a smile on his face, you bet, one hundred percent, sir. Mm-hmm. So I I do like their back and forth a lot, but I got to say the tone of these scenes mixed with uh the Lost Boys and Robin Williams. Just doesn't really click with me. The back and forth going from that storyline, kids, yeah, and his like trying to uh, pretty much gaslight uh, Jack into <laughs> like being his son, pretty much um, doesn't quite work for me. It's just like the tone is a little bit kind of all over the place, it's broken with that. up for sure. Yeah, and um, that's one of the flaws that I've noticed like in rewatching. But that whole story mixed with the Lost Boys, like Lost Boys is just like fun, 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 and this is just like. Not weird. Not, not. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just it just doesn't, doesn't fit. Quit quite mesh with me. But well, Captain Hook is trying to turn Jack into a pirate. Yeah, which as we know from the beginning of this movie, Peter Banning is a pirate. That's yes, right. he is. So you know, he's trying to age him faster than he should as a kid. Mm. He's trying to pull him out of being a kid. You know, so yeah, you're you're right. And what maybe that's the that was my takeaway. Yeah, no, it. I. I I was like, yeah, I get, I yeah. get that. It's just, I'm it, not, just the way they did it. The it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't yeah. work the way they they did it. Yeah, yeah. I get, I totally get it. It's very clever. How's that working out for you? <laughs> How's that working? <laughs> Being clever. Being clever. I, uh, I will, I will say this. I, I thought that Dustin Hoffman's performance as Captain Hook was amazing and impeccable, and maybe the only brother person who could pull it off was, in fact, Daniel Day Lewis. I'm just gonna take it back real fast because. I just found out Dustin Hoffman's just doing Jeremy Irons. <laughs> He's just doing Jeremy Irons. Have you ever That's seen Jeremy Irons true. in something? He's just, uh, like the voice? Yeah. Just just give me a deep fake of Jeremy Irons <laughs> yeah. for just a moment underneath the facial. He's just 
he must have met him in a wow. coffee bar. And That's you're just very like, true. very true. I'm just, uh, okay, fine. Jeremy right. Irons, I've got it. Do uh, Jeremy Irons and with a vengeance, die hard. And with someone do that. That's what. He, that's what <laughs> he's. That's basically what he's doing. You got it. So in sadness, Peter starts to remember his old life and how he ended up out of Neverland and with his family. It is with this revelation that Peter suddenly remembers why he left Neverland behind and grew up. He wanted to be a father. Finding his now happy thought, Peter is able to fly again, and to the joy of the lost boys, becomes Peter Pan. So, um. So we learn a lot about this. They took some liberties here. Basically, Peter marries his grandmother, ex-girlfriend's granddaughter, who's sort of like his sister. Right. Yeah. Kind of an aliens effect opposite. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and I, I'm thinking I'm thinking about just how insanely awkward this whole thing is. And then, okay, picture, we, we're having this flashback where he, he kisses... Peter Pan kisses Mo- Moira, Moira, and now he's like, I, I live here now. And so there, he still remember. you don't forget right away. So there's still a year where he still knows that he used to bang grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's banging Mo. Yeah. And like, but grandma's got to hear him and Mo banging. Well, she he, going, he goes up to her. We're going down from Netherland, Neverland <laughs> to the ground to Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Malley, Peter Pan. <laughs> this is just the green team. This is so weird. Like this was not part of the original. I don't. This, think. this was all rewritten. This whole like the original story had nothing to do about Peter Pan grew up and became a, a lawyer or whatever. Like so, this is someone's brain. Made this work to be like, <laughs> be awesome. So I know he used to be with Wendy, but now like, let's make him get with Wendy's granddaughter. When, grand, Mo might even be Peter Pan's biological relation. And she just she <laughs> like, watches ugh. him. This is weird. <laughs> she like watches it. him go up to her as she's sleeping and kiss her on the mouth. She's like, don't go and sexually assault my granddaughter right now. Wall didn't Tinkerbell is out the window going, what the. Fuck, I thought yeah. we were going to be together. And she's look, way Tank, hotter. <laughs> L- look, Tank, y- look, it's not a good situation for you and Peter to be hooking up. It's We don't know. You don't want to try that. We've seen. It's just no, impractical, really. There's not. There, It's impractical. There, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say. No, no, it's fine. We all know. Everyone's I'll thinking it. After, it. I'll say Everyone's it thinking it. Hey, we're just hey, talking about pa- it. Pixie does is a hell of a joke. All right, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> why, why you don't need Viagra when you got pixie dust? Pixie dust makes you think you can fit, fit things where they obviously can't. Move on, okay? Pixie dust, <sighs> pixie crust. Anyways, we go on <laughs> to the move of. I hate. <laughs> Mike, Mike is shaking his head at me in the no. I'm just severe disappointment. I just don't understand where this where this whole thing happened. Why does, did you wreck? Hey. Did you realize this as a kid? Like, were you like, oh yeah, he used to date Wendy. His well, grandma. like, do, does this I even never, come through? I never thought about it. I like, I just saw kissing. I'm like, oh, I want to do that someday. <laughs> take it back. Take it back to when Wendy someday, is bud. Wendy <laughs> is trying to tell Peter Banning about his origins. What do you remember? You used, hey, me and you, we used to be a thing. We used to be the item. Now, fact, granted, hey, they were. Thir- let's let's call it twelve. Thirteen. We're gonna call it twelve. We're they're twelve. They didn't think about this type of stuff, okay? They were in it was innocence, all right? But you have Tink here. I don't know how old Tink is. How old is Tink? 
She certainly looks like she's in her mid to, mid to late twenties, yeah. and and Those yeah, legs. and she's got legs, uh, as ZZ Top would say, <laughs> and and Z, you know, <laughs> Tink, <laughs> Tink is the one after Peter Pan. I think Tink's in the fault here. ZZ Top made it into our hook episode. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna? Mike's fan theories. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm Sean. <laughs> AJ, help me out in here. There is. You just opened up a door. There is a Reddit thread. Uh, someone named Falketeer. All right. I've got this from a lot of what he said. So essentially, Tinkerbell is a manipulative ex who made a deal with Captain Hook to get Peter Pan back to Neverland. Uh -huh. mm. So when Peter left Neverland, Tink was pissed. She obviously loved him. So she burns down Wendy's house. Uh, she was jealous of Wendy, oh. and she had a temper. Tinkerbell's always had a temper. She then negotiated a truce with Hook and the pirates. This let the Lost Boys stay safe, gave the pirates time to build their village up. Tink had a very cordial relationship with Captain Hook. She was, like, talking to him the whole time yeah. when they were there, right? He seems more than willing to, like, listen to her. The Lost Boys treehouse is right there. If, if Captain Hook, the goon was really mad, he would have just destroyed them. He yeah. didn't. Maybe he's not so much a goon, or maybe there's a truce that's been negotiated in order for this big plan to happen. Tinkerbell wanted to lure Peter back to Neverland, so she helps Hook fly to the real world with Pixie Dust to transport mm. Jack and Maggie to Neverland, then conveniently shows back up right as Peter needs to go as well. Right. She helps Hook and Smee with the plan. Like, she implants plans on how to get Jack and Maggie to convert into pirates, and then she's making Peter remember his old life. It completely succeeds, and as soon as it does, she makes her wish to become a beautiful full-size human being right and they make out and this is everything she wanted except it goes wrong right at the end there it triggers the thought of mo moira yes, moira and like so there's a thought that tinkerbell literally was the whole cause behind all of this she this new story was the mastermind yes i can see that behind this this whole thing that's genius and she still even at the end's like i'll be here if you need me yeah <laughs> I'm in Which is a great line. She's a manipulative ex. She's she's in love. She's in love with Peter. Always wanted him. This makes total yes. and complete sense. Man, it is always the drop dead gorgeous ones. Uh, you got to watch out. Shit, insane. Save it for a woman to stick <laughs> her nose <laughs> in tiny hands and just make it for man. <laughs> but she she's got though satire. 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 There, there are some. Take, take all this scariness away. There are some beautiful moments here in these yeah. scenes, like the everyone who grows up has to die someday. Yeah, there are things that really hit you home as you're getting a little older in life from this movie. That being one of them. I yeah. love the idea of when he finally gets his happy thought, and he's flying, but then he falls. And she's like, you have to keep thinking the happy mm. thought. That is such a perfect way to think about life. Yeah, like when you're in a good mood hang on to that good mood and just keep using that good mood because the minute you like stop thinking about that success you had like mm -hmm. you go right back into oh fuck I all you need is that one happy thought and you just but you have to keep you have, you have to, to keep, keep it and keep thought. it in your sights and move and I love that little correlation they made there it's really yeah. cool I, I, the whole like message is comes clearly through and uh, even even uh, I don't I don't think we're quite there yet but um Carrie Fisher wrote a lot of lines for Tinkerbell. 
uh, uncredited and yeah. and for Hook as well because uh, they needed more fleshed out. Steven Spielberg wanted, and so she did that. And uh, her line at the end was she's like, "You know that place where uh, you're half awake and place between sleep and awake. That's yes, the place, place where you still awake. remember dreaming. That's where I'll always have you. That is." Beautiful. That's where such I'll a, be waiting. That is oh, beautiful. And that's so Carrie gorgeous. Fisher. Carrie Fisher wrote that line. That's like, I'll see you in another life when we are both cats. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, no? Okay. <laughs> well, I, so when he is like seeing his reflection of his like past self in, in the thing, it always terrified me. And I just figured it out why on this rewatch is when he's looking into the pool and he sees his reflection as a younger, it, he's got like wide the, his reflections got like wide, wide eyes. He's like, and it almost looks like he's shocked, like he's dead. And it reminds me of the, the boy in stand by me, the shot of his oh, face. Wow. Yeah. And so I correlate that two together and I can never see it. Unsee it. You now. see them both together. Yeah. It just, it looks like the same kind of face and I don't know why he's making that face, but it terrifies me. <laughs> Is, is Peter Pan a superhero? I feel like this is the basis of every Marvel. single Marvel superhero. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's do at least an hour and 15 of uh, origin story until he finally accepts who he is and then races through a vertical tunnel and is automatically in his super suit. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. And there's only 15 minutes of him in his super suit. It only took this long to get him into super suit. I mean, I bet I bet a lot of Marvel shit takes from this script a lot, like especially origin stories. Probably, kinda, yeah. It's kind of a formula. Yeah, yeah. I just I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it is very like exhausting. Yes, th- that. But obviously, in '91, you know, Woo! hadn't been done that much. I guess when we're, we're still waiting for an X Men movie. At that point, we're like, please make a movie out of X Men. <laughs> I think Hugh Jackman would be a great Wolverine. Oh yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines I didn't get to talk about was uh, when they're when they're commenting on Peter. And they're they're like they're like he's old, he's like yeah, and he's fat. And then Thud's just like not so fat to me. <laughs> it's like, like yeah. It's like, for some reason that like just stuck fat out. Jokes, dude. Just like, not so fat to me. It's like because I'm clearly the big guy. <laughs> they roll me up in a ball and roll me down gangways. Yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty effective. But it's- honestly. <laughs> They should be more sensible. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, before the last scene, uh, I wanted to point out when he actually does come back then and he kisses full size Tinkerbell. For no reason, okay? So, like, sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'll you're let, right. I'm going to let you get to that. She's that way for no reason. Like, why? This is why the Tinkerbell theory makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, what the? what is the point of this? Yeah. All we're proving is that Peter Pan was a fucking man whore. <laughs> like he had mermaids, he had Fucking Wendy, dude. he had Tinkerbell. He, he had he had it all and he gave it up for kids. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> kids who like baseball and plays. What a dummy. <laughs> no, but I love he she she kisses she kisses him and he's like, No, I love I love Mora. And then he's like but goddamn, you're so hot, and he like he wants to go back yeah. in for a kiss. <laughs> he's like he, he keeps playing up to this thing. Like he still really does kind of want this life. And the kids are like Peter Pan, back to his old ways. That's my man right yeah. there. Pan the man, dude. Just had a foursome in the ocean with those mermaids. <laughs> Fucking incredible, dude. And a clam. Dang, he got inside those clams. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we're going so long. We got to finish. Yeah, so we do. Peter and the Lost Boys arrive to fight the pirates. Maggie is rescued and Rufio is killed. Jack's spell is broken and returns to his dad. Peter then jumps back into battle against Hook. During the final fight, Hook misses a strike at Peter and ends up puncturing the crocodile who seems to return to life and ends up eating Hook. With Hook gone, Peter decides to return home a happy and family-loving man. I was wondering. I'm like, why is... Is this a stunt double for Robin Williams as he's Peter Pan? Is this this is crazy? Like he just seems like he's transformed into this character. You know why? why you know why it seems subconsciously why all of a sudden he's Peter Pan? Because they shaved his arms. That's right. is that it? Yes, and that, and that takes like six oh, hours. Robin Williams might be the hairiest man in the history of cinema. <laughs> he might be, yeah. And it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. Wow. His whole body is shaved. Wow. And it makes him look like a kid again. Wow. Yeah, and his hair is really disheveled like yes. Peter Pan. He does look a lot different. And yeah, no no five o'clock shadow right. anymore. He's like, it's that's all it was. It's very I subtle. I didn't see or read anything about it. Did they also put at least a little bit of a of a thick suit on the man? You know, like a like a yeah, fat suit. Maybe. Did they maybe do a little bit of that? I think because you might be right. Maybe baggier clothes at least. Yeah, like there are there are points when he's like when you see him and it zooms in on him sitting in the in the airplane chair. Yeah. You know, like in the seat in his seat. You definitely see some gut. And then like but later on, maybe he was just maybe he was just pushing out, mm. you know. Later on when they're like Painting him, like, yeah. how's this going to help me get my kids back? Oh yeah, he looks like, pretty good, and he looks very whole trim. Body shit, he looks dude. great, you know. And and so, <laughs> oh, how did they shave him back then? They didn't have manscape back then, bro. Call us manscape. Hey, give us a shout yeah, out. That's bro. a free one. Yeah. Yeah, you can have that one for free. <laughs> Not the one next one you got back. Uh, but seriously though, it, that was that was my thought. But you're right, shaved one hundred percent. His arms, his arms are completely shaved. It's very Everything. weird, very subtle. Wow. Every, they shaved. They wait, shaved him everything? All, everywhere. Everything. Because there was a sex scene with Tinkerbell that they oh. cut out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Missionary and stuff. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I I don't understand why Rufio has to die in this. Uh, I, it, oh. I think they do it very well, though. I see what you're saying because it's been very very whimsical up to up to this point, yes. and it doesn't seem like Hook is is really that dangerous. I mean, a couple pirates die, but it's like we don't care. Yeah, well, it's yeah, like he's uh, a killer. It's like in, in the Indiana Jones where he's like does all the sword yeah. tricks. He yeah, just yeah. pulls out his gun. You're it's like, like I, that guy's another fine. one of he's those. Fine. Yeah, uh, which I like. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he actually kills a character that we re- really care about, and it's very impactful. The Lost Boys are done. Yeah, the, he Rufio's the only reason the Lost Boys are around right now. He's the only thud, oldest but, one. Thud, thud ain't thud, taking thud, over. Thud, thud can't even <laughs> hold a sword. <laughs> His move is to roll like a fucking ball. He's 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 just they're going, screwed. He, he's he's not going to take like a, a wind skateboard down that thing. He's no. just going to go Blanca down that hole. <laughs> Blanca, thank you. I was trying to think of it. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. There's I Kano I, all up in that. This then this whole this whole end of this movie just is like going on forever. This is where I can't decide if this is like is this an adult movie or a kids movie? Because there, are I think the, that's what Spielberg is beautiful and great at to be honest but did he but did he miss the mark on this movie though because that is that is like goonies uh all all these other things like you're like yeah i get it like kids can watch this and adults can watch this and it's all blending together but man like all of a sudden it's like we had these really deep moments and then it's like cheese cheese ball fights with pirates you know like yeah the great the great war 
that <sighs> this was that not a really great war. Hook talked about it's like you you literally called in reinforcements from the bar, Shmi. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, and I I, I I kind of agree with you. I think there is a point that it kind of lingers. It kind of runs on a little bit. Oh yeah, um, I mean this is two, two hours, hours and twenty minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. It, it's Oof. it's way too long. Yeah, way too long, definitely, and it doesn't really make sense in in that like differentiating the adult movie with the uh, the kids movie. He says uh, death would be a great adventure. Peter Pan says that yeah. in rebuttal to Captain Hook, and I just imagine like them cutting to the kids and like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it, no, we're we're staying young forever. We go home now, right? <laughs> you you hero this. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to die. You're you're talking about dying. We want to go home. Yeah. You're back so. to your old fucking man whore. I don't care if I die. I'll drink anything, drink and fucking smoke anything. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You're, dude, Mermaid's you're, dad? How do you even do that? Dude, that dude lived his early 20s for like 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to this. <laughs> he I, brought, I got he it. He did. He lived his early 20s for like like 70 God, years. God, I'd give anything. He just got to, just, he just got to cruise <laughs> through whatever he wanted. <laughs> Just killing dudes, banging mermaids. Matthew McConaughey, the yeah, he just, scene right now. He just, yeah, and and Tink had Wooderson. to witness all of it. Wooderson, yeah, you know, um, posse track. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, what what do you guys think happens here? This doesn't this didn't make sense to me as a kid, and it doesn't make sense to me now when Hook is defeated and like gets swallowed by the croc. Where'd he go? The, the croc's not alive. It, wait, yeah. is it? I, it was just, uh, it's it's like this, uh, some sort of poetic justice way of him being offed and, seems and like finished. Kind of seems that way, and I, I feel like um, I, I don't know. Like I, I really like some of the lines that are spoken throughout this. Some of it, some of them are even taken from the original writings mm. and um, and stories and whatnot. But like you know, death is a great death would be a great adventure. You know that that kind of a thing and. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it drags on for a long time. They need his kids to believe in him. You know, it could have ended. There was several times, I think, honestly, three. I'm like not even exaggerating that this could have ended. Yeah. And they didn't. And that was probably the most frustrating part of it, I guess, is in that. We get Bob Hoskins again questioning whatever, whatever, with whether it was a dream or not. But also, you get Bob Hoskins again because he's so good. Yeah. I was like, we'll just put you in another character because we love Bob, Bob Hoskins so much. I don't get the end. You I don't, don't get why. Why is he there? This there, There's no theory That's my that can only explain theory. this. Yeah, just like, oh, there he is. He's good. So. Or he dreamed the whole thing. And like Mo- Moira never went to Neverland, right? She doesn't know anything about this. Because otherwise she would be weird about marrying Peter because he had a relationship with her grandma. Um, so that <laughs> means she's just, she's just like, where were you guys? They're like, we were in Neverland with pirates and damn it's Peter Pan. And she's like, okay. And then, oh, my God. Toodles. Toodles is flying. And she's just like, cool. Like, th- there's there's no explanation <laughs> found for his marbles. any of this at yep. all. And, of course, Robin Williams is like, I'm the best dad ever. I'm Peter Pan. And then, like, a week's going to go by, and he's like, I need to get that cell phone, actually. We need to see if that deal went through. Let, let's think we're running of, out of money. She's like, where have you been? And he's like, <laughs> back, we, back on the ferry. Dude. <laughs> bro, bro, okay, so this was this was a joke. There was they uh, Maggie mentioned a window washer. Who who came around? Yeah, yeah. Bob Hoskins uh, Shmi is is a janitor, like city yep. worker kind of person, <laughs> mopping the streets. Okay, so so hello. So the the scary people are just blue collar workers <laughs> in London. 
and then and then you got to think about this. So what would if this was all a dream? What actually happened? Peter Banning went on like a three day bender. Yep, on Cedar and, Ridge. And, <laughs> yep, because he's whiskey. All those bottles and he cans did, around him, <laughs> and he first of all, and then he woke he's up just next to a fountain outside of a fa- oh, fountain. Where was his kids? But well, no, his 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 kids. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I don't even care. His kids snuck out the window. That's all that matters. To, yeah. go to, to go to a Manchester United game or something like that? Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get it. What do you do in England? <laughs> you go yeah, it's, it's less of a, a dream and more of a, a fucking waking nightmare three-day bender that he was on. I Yeah, I like that better. I yeah. don't buy that because he's he's not hungover. It's true. <laughs> that fairy dust is a hell of a drug, I'm telling you. Fair, yeah. See, there's also fairy dust involved, Mike. I know, I know. Okay. So that's why he can climb a, a drain pipe. <laughs> well, what do you guys got anything else? That's you it, man. We got to wrap it up. We, so we, we've gone this. long. Was like, who knew Hook would be our longest <laughs> episode? If you're still with us, you, here we go. We've stripped away the nostalgia. We've talked about it with a modern eye. We got to give our ratings. Sean, you okay. are first. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, I need AJ to <laughs> piggyback off. Um, I think this movie's pretty fun, man. I. I all the nostalgia feels got to me, but obviously stripping those away. I I'm just gonna say my letterbox review. If you're on letterbox, go follow me. Yeah, this is what this is my immediate thought. Sean Pryor two three seven. That's right. As cheesy as it is sometimes, and just kind of straightforward, you can't help but smile with Spielberg's whimsical direction, John Williams' wonderful score. We didn't talk about that much. Very true. A little Home Alone reminiscent. Oh, very much. Um, uh, John Williams' wonderful score and Robin Williams just simply being on screen. That's my review. I I give this movie. It's a fine movie. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six on this. Six even for Sean AJ. How about you, man? Watching this movie now, you have to strip away all the nostalgia. Yep. Me watching it with uh, my mom and uh, my brothers and TBS and all that good stuff, right? The commercials. Uh, you have to think about it in a way. Um, how much do I want to rewatch this movie? How much did I enjoy watching it um, this time around? And I had no problem going back and revisiting this every time I felt I needed to in preparation for this episode. So that being said, I, I still get taken away. I'm a little off put by the endings of things. Is it real? Is it not? Toodles flies away. It's got to be real, right? Moira yeah. sees it. You know, you think about it that toodles. way. You have to... <laughs> toodles. You have to put it together in your own head, and I like to think that it was all real. And there are moments in this that, especially after having my own child now uh, for a week uh, in watching this and watching people grow up, Peter Pan grow up, um, that it certainly hits you a little bit differently. I think it's a very heartwarming movie. I think it talks a lot about growing up. I think it talks about in any stage of life. I think the performances are amazing. Uh, Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams are, are two sides of the same coin, if you will, uh, in this movie, and it's, it's phenomenal to watch. That all being said, um, I'd be happy to rewatch this at any point in time, and I'm going to give it a straight-up eight. Wow. Straight-up eight for the age. For me, um, a movie that's called Hook, but it's about Peter Pan, mm. where Hook doesn't show up for 40 minutes in, and he's the best character um, way too long, way too long, too many bad kid actors. I, I don't know if this is an adult movie or a kid's movie, and I don't think they figured it out. And I think that's why it does have the worst rating of a Steven Spielberg movies. Cause they just, 
nah, they just couldn't quite figure it out. I will say, sorry to interrupt. This yeah. is um, what I wanted to say in my review. This is nowhere near the worst Spielberg, Spielberg no, movie. No, at no, far all. from it. No, but sorry. I can see why the ratings are that way. Yes. It's confusing. The whole thing's confusing. The only saving grace for me is Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins. Underneath that, followed by Robin Williams. I don't think this is Robin Williams' best movie by far. No, like, definitely not. Like he, flubber. He, he, yeah, flubber, yeah. <laughs> so I probably would have would have given this if you had if you had made me do this two years ago, I would have given this like a five. Um, but I have a kid now, and there is some messed up things that that makes this an adult movie for me. In particular, the line that Mo- Moira says, "Your children love you; they mm. want to play with you." How long do you think that lasts? We have a few special years with our children when they're the ones that want us around. It's so fast, Peter. It's a few years and it's over. And if you're not being careful, you're missing it. Mm. <sighs> that almost, is like almost made me tear up. Yeah, I just I, 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 I had that, to make man. it through that. Uh, this I want a dark. I want someone to redo this movie. Get rid of the fucking cheesy kid shit. Make this a dark movie about the perils of of growing up. Make it vampires. Make it vampires. Lost Boys. Twilight. <laughs> so I do have to upgrade it to that because of some lessons it kind of taught me more as a, of an adult. So I'm a 6.45723. Bullshit, Michael. <laughs> 6.45. Uh, David Gould, he had to come back in on this modern rating. He said, watching this movie again, all I could do was sit there and say to myself, God, I miss Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. What a true legend at his craft. He was funny but serious. He was committed to the parts. He played 110%. You must have true range to go from the most punchable face yeah. to a man flying in tights. By the way, I didn't, didn't. have a punchable face in this movie. Uh, Shit, we didn't even do I, it. We didn't try. And it's allowed. I, no, I, don't, I didn't have anyone. I didn't want to write one down because I didn't have one. No. Phil Collins. It's Brad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's Brad. Watching this film as a man with two small children was a critical reminder never to let go of your inner Peter Pan. Run around with your kids, eat the world's most invisible sandwich, and above <laughs> all else, sword fight pirates to the death. This film is a piece of art. Everyone is committed to their role and plays their part beautifully. A few times I would say, where are the parents? But others, I contemplated a red mohawk. I still return Fuck to it. this movie often like Peter in To Neverland, and because of its message, I will remember to put away my phone now and again and play make-believe with my son and daughter. So with the mighty Roosters Crow, my modern day rating is an 8.3. Wow. That takes us to a 7.19. Takes us about middle of the pack for everything we've done that is just below Groundhog Day. And just above above Spaceballs. Just above Spaceballs. Just above wow. Spaceballs and Fast and the Furious. I'm so good with that. I, I feel like okay that. with that. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Well, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're at a 7.1 rather than it's IMDb of Seven. S- yeah. six something. We're saying right? it's 6.9. Slightly, 6.9. slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. A uh, bunch of great movies coming up, followed by an executive producer pick. Uh, this one is following. We got American Psycho. Uh, and then following that, we have Kindergarten Cop. Ooh, I know we said we that. We are doing it. There's some special stuff. In fact, if you're a Patreon member, we're going to ask you a few very special questions that might hint mm. at what's coming up and why we are doing kindergarten cops so make sure you're tuned into the patreon please if you're new to the podcast go back this time last year the burbs yeah man great episode hit that up that is a fun one i think you should check that out and don't forget we have a voicemail call us at 319-804-9596 here's today's voicemail gentlemen this is another jason from nova scotia not the guy with the poems wow not into poems not really my sort of thing more of a singer oh wait that's a haiku anyway (laughs) 
absolutely loving <laughs> the show. Found out it, like everyone now, through the Burkast. Uh, but keep doing what you're doing. Really enjoying it. I've been going in reverse order, which in itself is funny to hear how you guys progress over time. Only degress. Uh, big fan of the Cedar Ridge Whiskey, cedarridge.com. Keep doing what you're doing. Really, really loving your stuff. Thanks, dude. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Get it right. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com, baby. Thanks for calling in, Jason. So, so nice of you. And we also, we're going to work on, if you have fun stuff to send us, um, you've got mail. We're going to have a P.O. box here soon, but if you want to actually send us something, we'll hook you up with an address. Our buddy, who who sent us this? This is uh, Joey Piamonte. Joey Uh, Piamonte. Not Your Father's Beer Shirt. Uh, Check him out. He comments on everything that we do. He's such a good supporter of this show. Instagram, Not Your Father's Beer Shirt. Yes, yes. Um, Go go take a look at his stuff. God, he's always got great we, stuff. He individualized everything for us. Uh, this is crazy. This is fat tire. Um, <laughs> he was amazing. Uh, he's a I've champion been, of nostalgia. He guys. is. He yes. really is. He's been a champion drinking, of nostalgia. Been drinking out of this con- uh, three ninjas koozie, koozie. Yeah, with our faces on. What? It. There's one with faces. Yeah, there's shirts too. No one told me that. Sean, get your stuff oh down. my God. These are incredible. Here you go, Mike. Dude, Joey, these are unbelievable, man. Yes. God, this is yeah. Amazing. Three ninjas shirt with my face on it. Are you kidding? Dude. <laughs> Salem Sandlot. That's incredible. This this will be. We just need to make this for sale. Yeah, uh, we do. Yeah, you. We'll put a link to this because everybody should probably buy a confused breakfast three ninjas oh, shirt. Oh my gosh! Yeah. From not your father's beer shirt. That's we'll put amazing. a link to that. Bro, <laughs> what is amazing? That? Looks like a shirt with Nicolas Cage. So that's mine. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's obviously mine. <laughs> Fair enough. That's fantastic, dude. dude. Thank you so much for uh, sending this. And if you guys got anything, we we accept donations of beers and shirts and fun stuff. Oh, that's really cool too. Koozies, koozies. Oh, I want stickers, a too, dude. Heck koozies yeah, brother. Stickers, dude. Thank you so much, Joey. We're gonna be setting up a PO box and shit here soon. So uh, if you guys want to send us anything that, any, like honestly, art even too, that'd be awesome. Art so. would be amazing. Yeah. Well, AJ, let's get out of here, man. What do you got for everybody? Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow along on any social media platform at Confused Breakfast. Just search for us at Confused Breakfast. Just about anywhere. Uh, other than that, make sure you go to confusedbreakfast.com. You've got all the cool and pertinent links for us there and such. Also, leave us a review while you're listening. You got to do it right now. Just do it right now. Right now, the episode's over. Go do it. Go do it now. Sean? Speaking of merch, you can go to our website, confusedbreakfast.com, and get some of our shirts, get some of our mugs, get some hats, get some hoodies. Just do it. Buy some stuff. Put it on your body. Your sexy-ass body. I love you. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Uh, Also, go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast to further support this. uh, Vote on upcoming movies. Bonus audio. Confusedbreakfast.com. Check out our ratings and reviews of all of our movies. See where everything stands. And this has been produced by our friends at LAS Media Group here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They do all the video for us. Help us out with the studio location and everything. Producer Craig, thanks so much. LASmediagroup.com. That's it for us. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bangarang. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.